Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Amen. We bless God for this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh my God. Call a neighbor, call a friend, let them know that yes, Lord Ministries is now on the air. Amen. We're so excited to be here with you. Thank you so much, Mr. Edwards. Amen. Appreciate your service, sir. Amen. And we know that God is an awesome God. Amen. I feel a praise in the house on this Pentecost Sunday. That's right. Oh, my God. It's the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. My God, my God. Let me tell you, God is just so awesome. We give honor to God who's the head of our life to his son, Jesus Christ, to the precious Holy Spirit. We thank God for Apostle Mamie Tarver, Pastor Steve Tarver, Pastor Hector Cassandra Ford, Pastor Carolyn Doherty, Pastor Vondell Scott, all of our ministers, amen. All of those in the five-fold ministry that are visiting with us, amen, amen. And those that are listening, amen, chiming in. Oh my God, yes, would you mind just put in the state that you're uh, visiting us from. We're so happy to have you, my God. And as always, we say, if you're looking for a church home, amen, not a perfect church, but a church that God dwells in, amen, we welcome you to consider being a part of Yes Lord Ministries, amen. You can reach out to our ministry. They'll get you the information that will assist you with your decision. Amen. So we're excited. Amen. 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 I tell you, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. My God, God is so wonderful. He continues to show off in every one of our situations. And I don't know about you, but maybe God did a miracle for you. My God, woo! he's yet in the miracle working business. Amen. Well, let's, how many is Mr. Edwards stated? How many ready to get in some word on today? Amen. Praise God. Let's get your Bibles, if you would, and go to the book of Acts. The book of Acts. Amen. Chapter 2. The book of Acts, chapter 2. Amen. And we want to look at verses one through four. When you get an opportunity, which also will, this is be a part of a series that we're going to be talking about. I want to just give you this and lay a foundation for you. Amen. Acts chapter two, verses one through four. Acts chapter two, verses one through four. I'll be reading out of the King James Version. So just in case there's a word or two different in your version, at least you know we're on the same block. And it reads like this in my Bible. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Verse two, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Verse three, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. Verse four, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit, my God, I feel a breakthrough for somebody, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. I'm going to go back to that verse one. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, 
they were all with one accord in one place. And I want to talk with you in the time that's allotted to me from this subject, come on in the room. My God, come on in the room. Amen. I want you to touch and agree with me on these several things. Result of our reading his written word, hear it as spoken word, and receive the rhema word, we should now begin to experience the manifested word, enjoy the fruits of his word, and the prosperity of his word in Jesus' name. Lift your hands before the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, as a servant has decreed and declared, be it so in Jesus' name. Give him a praise because he's going to do just that. Come on in the room. In this particular scripture, we find here that the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament times, the Spirit of God came upon isolated individuals or smaller groups only on special occasions and only in a temporary way to help them accomplish God's purposes. As you record in Exodus chapter 31, verse 3, Judges chapter 14, verse 6, and 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. But as the apostles were gathered together in Jerusalem for the feast of the Pentecost, the time had come for the fulfillment of Christ's promise to send his spirit completely and permanently upon all believers. Luke chapter 24, verse 49, John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17, verse 26, John chapter 16, verse 5 through 15. This marvelous outpouring of God provided the supernatural power for believers to take the life-changing message of the gospel to the ends of the earth. Acts chapter 1 verse 7. Hey, glory to God. Ye shall receive power after that which the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And I want to pause for station identification because throughout this lesson, you'll hear me maybe interchangeably say Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, representative of the same. All right. It's not a it, it's not, it is a he. Hey, glory to God. Amen. He, him. Amen. Praise God. A personality of the Godhead. Oh, I can go somewhere, but we're going to stay with this lesson. That's why you're going to stick around for the series where we begin that. But this day, Christ made good on the his promise to send the helper, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, who would take up permanent residence in those who put their faith in Christ. And what a day it was. God individualized pouring out his spirit into the lives of 120 believers, which resulted in effective pouring out of his story, changing the lives of over 3,000 people in one day. Now let's kind of look at this text here, if you don't mind. And so when it says, on the day of Pentecost uh, has come, they were all gathered together in one place for the purpose of those that may not have had a chance to go to Sunday school or Bible study when this lesson may have been taught in your church. The day of Pentecost was an annual feast celebrated on the day after the seventh Sabbath, after Passover, according to Leviticus chapter 23, verses 15 and 16. Since the date was determined 
by the passing of a week of weeks. That's another terminology, what they call seven weeks. So seven times seven is 49. And then that 50th week is what they often call the Feast of Weeks. The word Pentecost means 50. So named because this feast was celebrated 50 days after Passover. It was originally the feast of first fruits of the grain harvest. Amen. So then this says after the has fully come. And another thing too, I want you to understand in this lesson that when it says it has fully come, I want you to understand that every word that God has spoken comes to pass. Somebody, hey, glory to God. Somebody may want to write that in the chat. Amen. God's word comes to pass. That's right. And so then they said, while they were gathered, now this is another key thing, and this is why it leads into our subject, come on in the room. Now, it could have happened like it was before on this person's house, this person's house, this church, that church. Oh, glory to God. But God brought them together, people of different ethnicities, people of different uh, cultures. Are you with me? Oh, my God. People of different genders. Are you right? Male, female. Are you with me? So here, they all came in. And this is another key thing. If we want to see a move of God in our lives, in our church, we need to come in togetherness with God. We need to come together. Oh, here's a big one. Are you ready? We need to come together together. Oh, my God. What are you saying? This, The Holy Spirit is not given just to the Baptists. It's not just given to the Pentecostal movement. It's not just given to the Methodist or the Catholic. Oh, come on now. There are people in different faiths, uh, a different, yeah, faiths, I'll say it this way, uh, a religious faith that have been filled with the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, when you go back to Azusa Street, amen, there were those from different faiths and denominations. And, oh, glory to God, when they met there on the Zusa Street, the power of God fell. They all wanted to receive the indwelling. That's another thing, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, not just resting on my shoulder, not just resting upon our head, but in us. Woo, glory to God. Oh, my God, come on in the room. And so here in this particular lesson, we find that they were all together in one place. Now, I, I want to paint a picture for you because most people don't understand why they don't experience a move of God in the church. Oh, I didn't say your church. I said in the church. Are y'all with me? And so it's because you got this person bickering. You got this one saying, I don't understand. You got this person saying, I don't want to do that. This got this person saying, why they always up all the time? Oh, my God. But we got to come together. Somebody ought to put it in the comments. Come together. Ah, so as we look at this lesson, hey, glory to God, we find here the Bible says, and when Pentecost was fully come, ah, my God, look at that verse. Hey, they were all with one accord, in one accord, a one accord in one place. That's right. That's right. Do you not know you can have a 
grow-up chairs, whether it's five, seven, back in the day, we used to call it pews. They have pews before they put in the chairs. And so you have seven, eight people on the row, regardless whether it's pews or chairs, and you can get somebody that could be glory to God, hallelujah, praise the Lord, and somebody else that's sitting like they what they used to call a lump on the log. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And so here we find that they had to be with one accord. And this is another thing too. Listen, all of us have had situations that we go through, whether it's sickness, whether it's physical, whether it's financial, whether it's relationship, whether it's a job, we always we all had something life experience that, that we encountered that may have made us feel a little way. Y'all, you're with me, y'all, little way. And so coming to church, and listen, just because we walk on the church ground, just because we go into the house of the Lord, doesn't mean always that we feel like, yeah, praise the Lord, got it, got it, yeah, yeah, come on now. Am I talking to any real people in here that when we go to church, there are sometimes, like the songwriter, I need the oh, I need thee. Y'all ever been there? Come on now. And, and, and so here we find that we got to come on in the room. So the Bible says in that first verse, that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord. Now I got to bring one more thing out. Just because it's Sunday, my God, just because it's Sunday doesn't mean that everybody is ready for church. Y'all better come on, help me here. Hey, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. We got people that mean to understand that you cannot wait for Saturday night to get ready for church on Sunday. No, you got to begin. You must begin. You needs to begin. Oh, Sunday, go through Monday through Saturday to be ready for Sunday. What am I talking about? You can't just expect that you've been doing anything you wanted to do all week and all of a sudden you put your Sunday go meeting clothes on and you just got it like that? No, 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 no. The text says they were all in one accord in one place. You, Your mind got to be there. Your heart got to be there. Your spirit got to be there. Even if you disagree with somebody, even if somebody had did you wrong, you still got to bring your body, your body, your spirit in oneness with the Holy Ghost so that there can be a move. I like to explain it this way. I don't know how many of you have had a home or have a home, a place where you reside, that you have an oil tank. Uh huh. Meaning every year you should have that oil, uh, your oil boiler rather cleaned i never forget i shared this story a couple of times that we have a oil heat and um and so one year we thought well i thought uh that you know what we're not gonna get it clean we're just gonna press the button and turn the boiler on well let me tell you let me tell you let me tell you all of a sudden we start seeing this black stuff called soot s-o-o-t Going up the pipes, we was wondering, the boiler was on, yeah, it was running, uh, but it wasn't working the way it's supposed to. Ah, we, so we, and then we all of a sudden, instead of feeling warmth, uh, we start smelling soot. Uh, Y'all got what I'm saying? And when soot gets up in your house, 
Oh, soon later can affect your breathing. I'm not talking to anybody. So what do we have to do? We had the result in calling the proper technician to come and service our boiler. Now, once they came and serviced it, all of a sudden, instead of seeing black soot going up, we saw, we felt what? Heat coming on the pipes. Oh my God, what am I saying? Somebody probably said, I don't understand what he's saying, but just stay with me. I told you I'm going to paint a picture for you. So in our lives, if we allow sin to clog up our Holy Spirit pipes, if we allow sin to prevent us from having a relationship with God, if we allow sin to keep us from reading the word, if we allow sin to keep us from praying, it clogs up the pipes. Oh, yeah, we go to church. Yeah, we'll go sing. Yeah, we'll go preach. Yeah, we'll go pray. We'll try to and, and try to bring a memory of how God moved the last time. Oh, but our God, Jeremiah said, morning by morning in the book of Lamentations, morning by morning, new mercies we see. In other words, God is an awesome God where he moves freshly. Oh, I'm not talking to anybody. God don't need stale bread. Oh, come on now. Come on. So what am I saying? We need to talk to God. Ask for forgiveness. Say, purge me. The saints used to sing the psalm. Oh, search me, Lord. Search me, Lord. If you find anything that shouldn't be, take it out and strengthen me. I want to be right. I want to be saved. I want to be whole. See, some of y'all young folks may not know that song, but we used. I wish they keep singing them because they made an impact in our lives. So anyway, so that's what I'm saying there. So we need to have our lives clean. And as a fact, in the book of John, chapter 17, he says, Father, the word you've given me, I've given them. The power you've given me, I've given them. Now, Holy Father, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is true. So how do we sanctify? We're not sanctified because somebody said, well, I don't like to wear blue and you shouldn't be wearing brown and you shouldn't be wearing green. No, it ain't about your, your opinion. It's about the word of God. Am I talking to anybody here? And so here we find that they are all with one accord. Now, now then it says, oh, thank you, Jesus. Verse two, and suddenly, somebody ought to say suddenly, somebody's about to get a sudden miracle. Woo! And when the, you see the word suddenly, I want you to understand something, that something amazing is going to occur. Am I talking to anybody here? I said something amazingly is going to occur. That word suddenly means quickly, unexpectedly, all of a sudden, swiftly, abruptly. Hey, glory to God. God's going to work a miracle. Somebody going to get a miracle today. Woo! Yes, Lord. Amen. So the Bible says suddenly, oh my God, a sound from heaven. Somebody stated probably a thunder is meant, which is the harbinger of divine presence. But there was a rushing of a mighty wind. The passage of a large portion of electrical fluid over the place would not only occasion the sound or thunder, but also the rushing of a mighty wind as the air would rush suddenly and strongly into the vacuum occasioned by a rare faction of the atmosphere in that place. But through the sudden passage 
Oh my God, this wind blew. Hey, glory to God, glory to God. It doesn't matter where they were positioned in the room. As long as they were of one heart and one mind, the spirit of God was able to come in and consume them. My God, we need a move from God like that today. My God, where there's a sudden move of the Holy Spirit. And when it says, oh my God, it filled the house where they were sitting. Ah, like the blowing of a violent wind, it was not necessary a movement of air, but perhaps a sound like that of wind. The word for wind, pinos, uh, is similar in sound and spelling of the word spirit, pneuma. Uh huh. The wind is a good analogy of the spirit. It is not seen, though its effect are, and it can be found everywhere in never-ending supply. What am I saying? When Jesus said in John uh, that I must go away and be with the Father, he said, but ah, he's going to send you a comforter that will lead you and guide you into all truth. Now I know that there's various theologies on whether or not or when a person is filled with the Holy Spirit, but there is stages. Oh my God, I can feel you, I can hear you. But you gotta understand here that when we get saved, we have this presence of God, the Spirit of God, but there is a sanctification, cleansing, purging, because the old saints used to say it, older saints, Back in the day when we were coming up in church, said that the Holy Spirit does not dwell in an unclean temple. Uh, am I with me? Y'all still believe that today? Do you still believe that we have to live holy, righteous lives? It doesn't mean you're perfect. doesn't mean you're dotting every I, crossing every T. But you intentionally want to live the way the Bible says, uh, the way the Word of God says, not just by our interpretation of Scripture. Are you hearing me here? And so here the source, my God, ah, it, but it came from where? Heaven. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Glory to God. It's not a fog machine. Ah, 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 ah. It's nothing mechanical. This is the Holy Spirit. That's why it needs to be taught how. And I want to just pause for station identification here. Come on in the room. The, the Holy Spirit was dealing with me about this long before what happened in the ball day, wherein uh, those children's lives were taken. But the Holy Spirit said to me back before then, he says, watch this now, that we need to teach our children what it means to move in the Holy Spirit, what it means to have the gifts of the Holy Spirit activating in their lives. Now, I know, I know we've gotten to a place where that ain't necessary. Just let them go to children's church and let them play. No, we don't bring our children to church to play. They need to understand just like they don't go to school 
just to play. They go there to be educated. They go there to be informed. So that when they come to church, they need to understand that that is a reverential place where we need to honor God even the more, not just because we're in the building, but we need to honor God every day of our life. Am I talking to anybody here? I know that may not subscribe to this theological, uh, theological process of, of perspective but it's okay i'm just giving you bible because there's gonna come a day which is already here where our children gonna need to know how to pray because even when you read that story about those children said children were on the phones calling the police are you hearing me we gotta take this stuff for real are you hearing me in so many other situations just heard of another situation in the church are you with me we need the power of god church come on we can't play with this this ain't no play thing it ain't about how you dress trying to look all dapper and all cute and all that no you need power i was watching on yesterday i happened to see a clip I think it was either on Facebook or Instagram, must have been Facebook. And, and, and this day was doing serious get down deliverance. Oh my God. You saw the that woman of God was speaking and preaching. She wasn't coming out with all theological terms and the pneuma and, and the Holy Spirit and the Santa God. No, she was saying, Come out in the name of Jesus. She was saying, Fire! My God, we need that kind of power. Oh, in our church today, more than ever before. I'll never forget coming up. Oh, I'm telling you, I was blessed. Hey, glory to God to see the move of God in so many ways. Uh, I'll never forget there was a service. We had a what they call it back in the day, the church we used to be a part of, where they had a day. Uh, my God, thank you, Jesus. Somebody just take a moment and give God some praise right there. Oh, my God. Hey, glory to your name, God. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, God. Thank you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There was a, a prayer band that they had, and these folks were praying for real. I mean, they saw miracles. They, I mean, people healed the tumors, cancers. I, I, I mean, amazing. You know, and that same power is yet available today. Hallelujah. And it's working. He is working today. I decree it in your church. Watch this now. And so they were there and said, this man came in drunk and, you know, whatever kind of way and said that prayer band, the people, not just the prayer band themselves, but because the church was built on prayer and fasting. We did a lot of fasting back then. People don't want to fast today. Hell yeah, yeah, they don't want to fast. They don't think it's necessary, but I don't know how you're making it without it. We fast often. And so here we find that, um, and so the man came in all drunk and stupid. They took authority over that spirit of drunkenness, that spirit of stupor. They took authority over it. That man sobered up quickly. Hey, glory to your name. Hey, glory to your name, God. Every time I think about those stories, hallelujah, because God just begins to encourage us to let us know his power is real. My God, I know somebody probably saying, I didn't come to hear that kind of preaching. Well, guess what? Flip, switch, go. But you're going to come back because you don't heard it now. Watch this now. I speak it in the Holy Ghost. And then there was another situation wherein this man 
came in to rob the church. Oh, come on now. I'm trying to tell you to be real. You can't play church today. I know everybody want to get caught up in the songs and getting emotional and, and, and just lie, worship you. Yeah, well, let me tell you, you better have some power while you worshiping because when you worship, that should usher you into another dimension of God and the Holy Spirit. You now moving. Oh my God. That's oh, that's going to be a part of the series. But anyway, and so this man said he came in to, to, uh, uh, to, to rob the church. And let me tell you, them saints didn't play. I'm telling you the power of God is real. Said by the time they cast out that demon, the man made it clear. They didn't know he came in there to rob them. You know how it is. We love to see visitors and all that. But his intentions was to do that. And he put down his gun. And, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I was a young man at that time. But I saw the move of God. Now somebody said, you keep talking about back in the day. Well, have you seen anything lately? Oh, yeah. And yes, Lord Ministries, we've seen it. I'll never forget when this man. He will come. Let me tell you, he may not look like he had it his mind all together, but he knew what time to come to church. He was faithfully coming every week. And then when we were off, and we, this was our early days of Yes Lord Ministry. Oh, come on, God, glory to your name, God. Thank you. And said the, the man, so he came up for prayer. I was like, and at that time, the Holy Spirit had me ask people, what do you believe in God for? And he says, I, I can't recall everything what he said, because this is over 20 some years ago. But, but he said something about he wanted God. Well, I laid my hands on him. I'm telling you, this is real. What y'all seen on Portuguese and all that kind of stuff? Uh-uh. This is real. I laid my hands on him, on his head. That man spent around like a spinning top. I'm telling you. he he. I was like, whoa. But I knew I had to stay focused. I was like, what? You know, but I had to stay in the Holy Ghost because right then something was going on. So as we were praying for him, and God gave him deliverance. Y'all better come on now. I'm talking about a real God. And then there was another time. He said, why you share all these stories? Because you don't hear about them too often. And there was another time, and I get back with this lesson, but it's all a part of it. Because, hey, glory to God, somebody's going to see a move of the Holy Spirit. You've been praying. You've been asking God for it. Say, God, is it real? Because I don't see it happening. Well, God said, you about to see it happen. So we prayed for another lady. They said she had over 20-some tumors. Ah! Stones, gallstones. That's what it was. Thank you, Spirit. Gallstones, right? And, 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 and so we prayed for her. They said that night over 13 of them uh, dropped. That night passed. Woo! And then they, they a couple weeks later, you know, and, and people don't realize you can't just get a miracle from God and then walk away from God. Come on now. Hey! He ain't, you can't pimp him. Are you with me? And so here, then we find, then they called this one morning and said she was having pains and, and, and said that she um, couldn't understand what was going on, but the stones was messing with her. Are you with me? And, and, and so we, we had to pray for her over the phone. Are you hearing me? Glory to God. We prayed for her over the phone and the, the, they testified that all of the remaining stones that was in her Pass. Oh, glory to God. Y'all better come on here. Now, granted, she didn't keep on with the Lord. She may be 
uh, serving the Lord today. I don't know. We haven't seen them in years. But I'm just talking about miracles. See, we haven't seen it happen. We've been a part of miracles. We've seen folk get delivered. We, I'm talking not just a headache. No, we've seen demons cast out. I, we was just talking to somebody just the other day. How my wife and I, every they're back and then they would call us, and, you know, like we was the Ghostbusters or something like that. But no, we didn't play. We they just knew when they needed a real move of God. And listen, please, it's not about us. It's not about us bragging. Because let me tell you, you cannot brag in in this in the supernatural. Mm -mm. You can't brag in the supernatural. Somebody need to put that in there. You cannot brag in the supernatural. You got to trust God. Smith Wigglesworth says in this book, it, it was stated that he says when he would be going to lay hands or go do miracles, that sometimes if it looked like the faith level wouldn't where it need to be, say he would reach up and pull down some supernatural faith from heaven. I'm telling you, but you got to have a relationship with God. Glory to your name. And so they say he will pull down that supernatural heaven, spirit of faith, and he would get the miracle, especially when those hard times. I don't know who this lesson is for, but I'm here to tell you when you get those moments and it seems like you can't hardly make it, just reach up to heaven. Woo! Reach up to heaven and pull down the supernatural faith. My God, is this blessing anybody? Is this helping anybody? So verse 3, I got to move on. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. Now, I know there's many theological expressions of this verse here, but I'm here to tell you what it said it was. Are you with me? So this great sound of wind was added with a visual image. What looked like, watch the words now, it looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. Now, it may not happen that way for you. So don't have nobody try to put you under condemnation. Oh, how did you receive the Holy Ghost? Well, ask them, did you receive it? Number one, if somebody asking you, how did you receive the Holy Ghost? Number one, they should have had discernment to recognize if you were a, a son of God or whether you were a woman of God. Am I talking to anybody here? We got to stop this Sherlock Holmes acting in the body of Christ. It, we may not always get it the same way, but one thing about it, John says in the book of John, you shall know them by the fruit. That's right. It's by the fruit. Because I've seen some women wear long dresses and them dollies on their head and could be more hellish than who you know. And I've seen some men wear some dark suits and go into church and, and be on the deacon board and all of that and be hellish. Am I talking to anybody here? It's not just the clothes. Now, it doesn't say you shouldn't do dressed appropriately but you need to understand that you need to dress as becoming saints and so why tongues of fire it may be that the tongues symbolize speech and the communication of the gospel fire symbolizes god's purifying presence which burns away the undesirable elements in people's lives and sets their hearts aflame to ignite the lives of others on mount sinai God confirmed the validity of the Old Testament law with fire from heaven in Exodus chapter 19, verse 16 through 18. Elsewhere in the Old Testament, fire was used to portray the presence of God. John chapter, uh, Genesis rather, 15, verse 17. And Matthew, uh, my God, there's so many scriptures I can give you here. Uh, but John said that Jesus would baptize you 
uh, the people with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Oh, thou camest from above. I found this, uh, this part of my study and I found this. I thought I'd share it with you. It says, oh, thou who camest from above, the pure celestial fire to impart. Kindle a flame of sacred love on the mean altar of my heart. Jesus confirmed my heart's desire to work and speak and think for thee. So let me guard the holy fire and still stir up thy gift in me. John Wesley uh, put that out. And at Pentecost, confirmed the validity of the Holy Spirit ministry by sending the fire. My God, and let me hear uh, verse 4. And everyone present was filled, glory to your name, filled with the Holy Spirit. And began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Can I go there? I might as well. Yeah, I'm out here. You cannot teach somebody how to speak in tongues. The Holy Spirit will do that. Yeah, that say mama. Uh-huh. Think that that that. Now say it fast. Mama, da, da, da. Mama, mama, da, 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 da. No! That's manipulation of the Holy Spirit. No. When he is there inside of you, he will speak. Mm. Hey, glory to God. Woo! Whoa, my God. Give God praise right now. Yes, he will speak mm. to represent himself because you don't even know what to say. My God, and we'll do your teaching on the tongues and all of that. Because I heard somebody who I regard highly, you know, was one of God's generals uh, that they, you know, that um, Roberts Learning had did a, a study on some years ago. And I thought that, you know, they believed in speaking in tongues and all. They said that the Holy Spirit um, is not about babbling. It never said it was babbling. It just said unknown tongue. And then, watch this now. They say he's perfect. He is. But, but, but the way they were saying it, you just speak it in your language. Like I'm talking in English today. If I say uh, Buenos Dias, that means good morning in Spanish. Are you aware? Buenane means happy new year. I know those are my Haitian uh, Creole French speaking. You probably say, what do you say? Yeah, banane, new year, happy new year, whatever. I remember a few words. Are you with me? Uh, 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 are you with me? That's what I'm asking you. And so that's a language we are familiar with. So whether you're English, Spanish speaking, uh, or Korean speaking, whatever, uh, you, that's the known language. But the Bible says that we will speak in a, a language and talks about tongues. But then it says that when one is given in tongues, or given a word in tongues, there's somebody that would do the interpretation of what was being said in the spirit. Are you with me? Come on now. That's that's a whole other. I don't want to mess with your Sunday because you're in Pentecost mode. Are you with me? But here, the spirit marks the beginning of the Christian experience. No one belongs to Christ without his spirit. Romans 8 and 9. No one is united to Christ without his spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. No one is adopted as God's child without his spirit. Romans 8, 14 through 17. Galatians 4, 6 and 7. No one is in the body of Christ except by baptism in the spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. But the spirit, watch this now. The spirit is the power of the new life. He begins a lifelong process of change as believers come more like Christ. 
Galatians chapter 3, verse 3, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Those who receive Christ by faith begin an immediate personal relationship with God. The Holy Spirit works in them to help them become like Christ. The Spirit unites the Christian community in Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 to 22. The Holy Spirit can be experienced by all. And he works through all. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4. I got to go. I got to get ready to lose. My time is running out. My God. Hey, glory to God. But the people literally spoke in other language. A miraculous attention getter. Uh-huh. A miraculous attention getter for the international crowd in the town of the feast. Oh, my God. I got to go. I got to go. So I got this here part I want to share with you talking about the miracle of a changed life. Luke records the birth and early years of the church is mind-boggling, but some Christians read about supernatural events like the foreign languages spoken at Pentecost and wonder why doesn't God still do miracles like this? Well, he does, but sometimes our intellect, our articulation of trying to be proper, it blocks the move of the Holy Spirit. It's nothing like seeing an educated person move and speak in the holy language is nothing like a seeing someone who may not have a chance to go to higher academia and education but speaking in their holy language and the spirit of god moving through them i'm telling you ah uh, sometimes however in our desire to see signs and wonders we forget about the miracle of a changed life when an abusive father is generally transformed into a caring and gentle soul is any that any less wonderful than seeing a crippled person walk ah which is more impressive long term the sound of mighty rushing wind coming upon a group of praying christians once or a self-centered woman changed into a compassionate servant who devotes the rest of her life to helping others don't downplay the significance of divinity changing human lives pray more for these kinds of miraculous intervention and I close with this here. It said, wanted a new song. Uh, late Peter McKenzie, the well-known Methodist preacher, was full of native humor and most godly, most a godly man. He was once preaching from the text and they sang a new song. And he said, yes, there will be singing in heaven. And when I get there, I shall want to have David with his harp and Paul and Peter and other saints gather around for a sing, and I will announce uh, a hymn from the Wesleyan hymnal. Let us sing hymns number 749. My God, my Father, why sh shall I stray? Why I stray? But someone will say, God, that won't do. You're in heaven. Peter, there's no straying here. And I will say, yes, that's so. Let us sing number 651. Throw the waves and storms go over my head. Though friends be gone and hopes be dead, but another saint will interrupt. Peter, you forget that you're in heaven, and now there are no storms here. Well, I'll try again. Number 536, into a world of ruffian scent. Peter, Peter, someone will say, we will put you out unless you stop giving inappropriate hymns. I will ask, what can we sing? And they will say, sing a new song that Moses ah, the, and the Lamb Oh, my God, I'm telling you, God is awesome. And then finally, I want to close with this, talking about come on in the room. It stated there's a story about I was man was once preaching in Scotland, 
said when I got to church, it was so cold that I could see my breath three feet away. I said to the beetle of the sexton, as they call him, aren't you going to have any heat in this building? He said, they had no stoves or any provision for heat. He said, well, how do you expect people to get warm? You're going to love this. Watch this now. He says, oh, we expect the pulpit to warm us up. Are y'all with me? Oh, come on now. Yeah. See, when you got the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will make himself known through your life. My God, they're going to see you as a changed person. So, but you said, come on in the room. Yes, yes, yes. I'm glad you brought that up here because you need to come into the room. You need to give your life to Jesus. You need to surrender your all to him because, ah, unto Jesus, I freely give. Are you with me? I give him my all. I surrender my all to thee. If that's you, you're saying, preacher, I need Jesus in my life. Come on in the room. We want to pray with you. I'm asking every believer, if you would, to join in with us as we pray this prayer for salvation, that it will come into this man, come into this woman, come into this boy, come into this girl uh, who's given their life right now to Jesus on this Pentecost Sunday. Whether you're watching it live or you're watching it replay, this prayer still works. The Holy Spirit still works. Oh my God, join me with this Lord Jesus. I ask you to come into my heart and to forgive me of every one of my sins. Cleanse me, Jesus. Wash me. Make me whole. I want to have that assurance that I can always be with you and you will always be with me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins, but rising on the third day, giving me victory, giving me hope and a new opportunity in life. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth. Today, right now, I am saved. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. My God, you prayed that prayer we want to rejoice with you that you now experience a miracle called the miracle of salvation. Listen, text us, write in, send an email to let us know on this day I gave my life to Jesus. We want to get some resources into your hands that will help you in your walk with God. Hey, my God, I'm telling you, come on in the room. Listen, and those of you that said I'm already saved, but I need to be a part of a good Bible teaching church, well, you found Yes Lord Ministries. Amen. You can become a part. You want information, write into our ministry, the Yes Lord Ministries at events at ylmconnect.org. That's events at ylmconnect.org. Or you can download our mobile app. Look for Yes Lord Ministries. You can download our mobile app. Amen. Or just connect right here on Facebook or go to our website. We have all these different platforms where you can reach out say, I, I, I need to be a part of this church. They're word teaching church. They're anointed. They're, they're, they believe in God. They believe in the miracles of the day. And listen, there are room for you, amen, where you can allow God to use your gifts in Yes Sort Ministries. God is an awesome God. He loves you. We love you. We thank God for you. Listen, my time is out. I got to go. But come on in the room. Back into your hands, Minister Edwards. Partner with YLM Financially using the following methods. Text giving. Text GIVE to one 
1-800-273-3895. Give Lafay. Search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kenilworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Cash app, dollar sign Yes Lord M. Mail checks or money orders to Yes Lord Ministries, P.O. Box 425, Union, New Jersey 07083. You're invited to our Sunday morning virtual worship experience at 8.30 a.m. every Sunday night. At 6.30 p.m., join us for our Sunday night Ignite service. Every Wednesday morning from 5.30 a.m. to 5.45 a.m., join us for corporate prayer. Our call-in number is 716-427-1096. And the access code is 172268-POUND. Every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m., Join us for Spread the Bread Bible Study as we dive into the Word of God. Subscribe to our podcast, YLM Sermon of the Week, on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. On behalf of our senior leaders, Apostle Willie Talbert, Apostle Mamie S. Talbert, Lead Pastor Steve Talbert, and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.